It's the True Joe Face Podcast. Coming up on today's show, we get caught up with all the news and announcements from last week's PlayStation Experience Weekend. Sony releases PS2 emulation on PS4. Will PlayStation VR be a hit or a miss? And is Sim's thickness a real concern? Looking ahead to what we can expect from PlayStation in 2016. Community interviews have begun. Sign up now. All this and more on your indie loving, pizza eating, sparrow racing, True Trophies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, trophy hunters of all ages, welcome back to a PSX special edition of the True Trophies podcast. I'm your host, Rhino Van Dam, returning after a illness from last week, and this week, or this month should I say, accompanying me on the podcast is the regular Stu the Chief. Hello. And um, the other one, <laughs> much one. magic. Yeah, That's nice, it? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I... I forgot he was there for a second. You know, you're just you know that uh, that forgettable. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I believe returning from last month is uh, Monkey Brad ninety one. Welcome, chaps, to this podcast. Thank you, and thank you for looking after it whilst I was sniffling and dying from man flu last month. You're welcome. So first off, let's do the usual. What have we all been playing this month? Munch, if you want to start? I've barely touched the console except watching TV. They picked up Drive Club Season Pass because it was on sale for like a fiver. It's actually a pretty decent game once you get hang of the controls or the handling. In car games, I don't I don't use the brakes. I think they're they're pointless, so you should just take them out. You can use the side railings. No point in brakes, but you need to use them in drive. Well, as someone who grew up on Mario Kart, I've never understood what a brake button was, so... <laughs> that's the power slide button, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the right. If you slam into an opponent at a corner, right, you both... Well, you manage to slow down, you turn a little, and you knock them off course. Three birds. And one stone. <laughs> yeah, but you ruin your pretty paintwork, you see. That's the problem. Maybe it's just because I, I work very hard on making my car look as pretty as possible. I don't want to dent it. The other game I've been playing, I am currently playing right now, Final Fantasy VII. It's nice to know that you're concentrating fully on the podcast, Munch. <laughs> I am. I just won a trophy. <clears throat> Alright, no showing off. Okay, well, <laughs> if that's all you, well, Final Fantasy VII should keep you busy for about 300 hours. So, Stu, what have you been playing this month? I've been playing the new Rocket League DLC. Which I'll, I'll keep investing in the DLCs because the game was free, so why not? And plus, it's a really good game, and if, as long as they keep supporting it, I'll keep getting them. My thoughts exactly like that. They they keep constantly winding in with free maps. Every time they release a DLC, there's a they give a free map out and free updates and events and stuff. So the three pound to buy the DLC to get a couple of cards. I may never use them, but it's doing my bit for Sonics for the game they gave me for free. Yeah, that's the thing as well, isn't it? It came, it came free with PS Plus, you know, well, inverted commas free, that's always another argument, but, you know, we've basically got the game for nothing, so... I like to call it my donation to the developers for such a good game. Oh, it's got my Game of the Year award vote. 
Yeah, we might we might get to that in a bit before the end of this podcast about game of the years. Uh, so, Stu, anything else, or has it just been Rocket League, or what else have you been? No, I've been playing Mad Max as well. Okay, and what's that like? I've heard it's meant to, it's getting mixed reviews. So pretty underrated. I like the fact that it's open world. Um, it uses the same combat system as the Batman games, which I like about it. I think that's pretty cool because I've always been quite a fan of that. Um, it's Warner Brothers that make it, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, Warner Brothers. Well, published they published it, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure they. Um, I think it's, the, it's I think it's from the same sort of uh, lot that did the Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, they used that Batman system. I think it's in Montreal. I forget now off the top of my head, but pretty good because um, like once you've done the stories, a lot of like other things you have to do afterwards, like um, loot for um, scrap and things, so you can upgrade your character and upgrade your vehicle. You have side missions as well, then you have to raid um, some like camps as well. It's pretty cool. It keeps you coming back to it. Yeah, it's in, it's interested me. I just I just got okay, it came across as something that I would want on budget rather than a full t- full price title, um, sort of like you know twenty thirty pounds rather than sixty. Yeah, I saw it in the Black Friday sales. It's I got it for fifteen quid, which is pretty. Oh good. yeah, well there we go then. Yeah, <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> um, Anything else? Uh, this I played a bit of Soul Calibur Five as well, just for the hell of it. Because yeah. They mentioned Street Fighter at PSX, so I thought, well, I'll go back and play a bit of Soul Calibur, because... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, and then, it's funny Munch mentioned Drive Club, because I'm playing it literally as we speak whilst we're doing this podcast. Playing the new DLC. Damn it, gents. Bring your full attention to the podcast. Stop playing games. <laughs> <laughs> How dare nah. you have fun whilst recording the podcast? <laughs> well, in my defence, it's a true trophies podcast, and I am earning trophies. <laughs> I don't get enough time to play games as it's, as we speak anymore, so it's I'm making use of my time now whilst we record this. Why not? <laughs> awesome. Okay, and uh, is, is that all for you? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Cool, now. excellent. Okay, Brad, what about <laughs> yourself? What have you been uh, What have you been tinkering at way out this month? I've had some. Uh... Uh, ups, downs, and meh this week. I'll start with the up. I've been playing The Crew, which is an amazing game. I know it, it's relatively old now, but the Wild Run edition came out recently, and um, I had a voucher because a friend of mine got the got a console from game. Um, and it comes with a book of vouchers, one of which was 15 quid off the Wild Run edition, so 10 quid for the DLC and The Crew, which was a pretty decent deal. And, like, it is, it looks spectacular. Like, it feels, I mean, I love open world games. I love the freedom just to walk around do what I want. But the entire game is co-op. I can do every mission co-op. And I can just drive around with, with a mate of mine I've been playing it with. And it's such a nice experience. Like, it's so relaxing. I put, we put hours into it. Just, just even half time he's not even doing anything. We're just kind of just wandering around. And then but there might be a, a tractor driving through, the, like, plowing through a field. And we'd sit there and look at that or something. <laughs> just this, this, this silly little things. But, like, they've built the world so beautifully. And so, like, the world feels really alive. Because the map's huge. The map's huge, obviously it covers a lot of the America, but it feels it doesn't feel like there's empty space. It feels like I'm driving somewhere real. Yeah, there's a lot of real life landmarks kicking about. You're just driving along and you're like, whoa there's a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's quite interesting. I think this year has been um a little unfair on, on Ubisoft because it feels like every game they've released it's been over scrutinised. Uh yeah. because of the the sort of uh what's it called? The uh the backlash on certain decisions they've made which you know was fair enough but then i feel some games have got unfair 
uh, criticism, which wasn't really due. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I haven't played the crew myself, so I don't know. But it's, it's, the way you've just described it, it kind of makes me interested. Oh, it, I, I definitely recommend it. So, like, find find a friend and play this game. You just explore this world, like, because the friend I'm playing was actually American as well. He's from Miami, and mm. um, and that's that that city is obviously in the game. Um, and he says the landmarks and everything is exactly as as it as if he had to go there and design the game. That was exactly how he drew it. Like everything from the keys down to like the landmarks there are just exactly how he remembers and how he the, the feel of it. And if it, if that replicated because the, the game that episode was huge as well. Like, I think one of the trophies is to visit every landmark in one sitting. No, it's not. It's not one sitting. It's not one sitting. No, I think what you're thinking of the five hours is uh, there's a race. It's a, oh, I think a, race, a faction race. Oh, that yeah, goes that through like every landmark. Yeah, if you cut through trees, it takes like an hour off the time or something. Yeah, but even like three to four hours, you don't feel bored out in time to time because you're always seeing something new. Yeah, like I, I think like I was, I was driving around, even though we didn't do races or anything, just driving around just felt it felt like I was just exploring and not just uh, grinding, which was a really nice thing. Have you done any of the wild run stuff? I've done a few, but not that many because the friend I'm playing with doesn't have it, so it's only the solo stuff I've done. But I picked up the expansion, but only uh, done like one or two races, and I got distracted by something else. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I, I think I might have played the base of the crew. Is it the one where when it's guiding you, the arrows and stuff are actually above the car? Yes, there's a on it's on the mini map, but also there's that a line that drives goes flies above the road. Yeah, I've got to follow. say I much prefer it being on the top. So it's actually like it makes your eye level stay at the same time when you play Grand Theft Auto your eye level sort of drops a little bit and you miss yeah. what's on the screen I, th- I think the, the key of that is because what's on the screen is beautiful so yeah, the fact yeah. that they're not making you stare at a minimap every two seconds you can just drive and look and follow this line that's floating above your head it keeps, keeps you in the world rather it keeps you immersed in the world rather than staring at a minimap which can lose immersion quite easily but there's one big issue I've got where and there's no uh, photo mode because mm. there's a few things it was a uh, Oh, what's that monument? It's uh, the the president's on the the mountain. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. That's one. Well, that's in it. And I was really wanting to just take a nice look at it, like take a picture, upload it to the internet. But I couldn't really get a good angle on it. It'd be good to just go into free camera mode or something because that's beautiful. Awesome, right? You said there was uh, you had three uh, a good. I'm guessing that was the good. That was the good. The what mayor the... is uh, AC Unity. Which, okay. Yeah. No, I love AC. I love Assassin's Creed games. Um, I've Unity's like I haven't played Syndicate yet because I, I hadn't played Unity yet. So I bought mm. picked up Unity recently cheap, and I was like, all right. I'll complete this one first and get Syndicate. Um, but there were a thousand trillion collectibles in this game. Yeah. And trophies related to collectibles. I think I've done something like hundreds of them, and there's there is like two thousand or something insane. Like I put so many hours into it, and I feel like I'm just constantly walking around, pick up one chest walk around for two minutes, pick up one chest, and I'm like, this can take forever. Which is a shame. I think I think we've had a Unity discussion before on here, um, in that a lot of people, you know, obviously, I think if you bought it when it first came out, you have a, a probably a right to have a go at it. Mm. But for those of us that picked it up a little bit later when things were sorted, it's, I actually think thought it was quite a good game. I think, like, the game itself, I don't mind. Like, I like the Paris. Like, I haven't got that far in a story because I've been too distracted by collectibles. Cause that's, just <laughs> where, that's the way I play games. I'll go get everything before I continue the main thing, but like it, it's just there's just, there's I think that there's just too many collectibles. Like I'm fine. I love collectibles. It's one of my favorite parts of games is just walking around and collecting stuff and just relaxing at the end of the game. Um, 
but there's a point where they've just replaced gameplay with more collectibles. Yeah, artif- artificially uh, extending gameplay. They're finding gameplay hours literally just by putting more and more items in when they don't need to. It's it's a bit of a... It's like that with Mad Max in a way. Too mm. many collectibles. I, I'd say I'd probably... I'm about 10 hours into it now and I've only just finished the first act of it. Just because of all the looting locations and things, it's ridiculous, but... I think that is a victim of the of the open world game is that yeah. you know that you have to fill this open world and a lot of it comes down to using a lot of collectibles to to, to try and get some gameplay or some activities in there you know uh, how many open world games now you know you've got to climb some sort of apparatus <laughs> uh to get a view or whatever so you know it's, it's uh, Ubisoft especially uh games but... say, every Ubisoft <laughs> yeah yeah um I'm surprised that the crew doesn't have a bit where you need to like drive up a hill just to see that area <laughs> yeah. of the game. Yeah, push all free. Yeah, Mad Max does it as well with like a hot air balloon in each part of the map. I mean, I've, I've got to say, I've always been. I've actually kind of like it. I like climbing things and, um, especially there's some sort of puzzle to it. I mean, I, 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 that sort of tends to disappear a little bit now. But I remember like uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Two and Brotherhood. Like it was almost like a puzzle trying to get to the top of it. Sometimes Far Cry's pretty good at that. And then we have that tower where you got like ladders blocked off, so you got to find the yeah, way around. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, right, so that's your mur. So what's the what's the victim of the of the hatred? Uh, the bad is I was one of the stupid people that picked up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. Oh, <laughs> dearie me, yeah, I know, dearie I know. me, you done. See, I I know I picked up recently, um, which means I knew the bad reviews. I knew that it was terrible and didn't live up to any anticipation. But I was like, I love Tony Hawk games. I played all the Pro Skaters when I was a kid. I played Pro Skater HD on every console it was on. And I used it in like five hours each. Um, so I was like, I'm good at these games. I like them. If nothing else, it's just a relaxing little mind numb. But it is the most boring thing I've ever played in my life. <laughs> like, every se- like, there's like ten levels or something. All of which are not even slightly interesting. And there's ten missions per level which are just... They're just pointless. It's like grind this distance in a minute or grind this or like manual this distance in a minute or collect these things. It's like, ugh. And like every level doesn't have doesn't have any variety. It's exactly the same missions in every level, but with a slight, like instead of collecting, say, lunch boxes, you'd collect business cards or whatever, depending oh, where you right, are. Okay. Really sort of 1990s gameplay almost. <sighs> like. <laughs> yeah, but the, th- the problem is that I, I think I have so much nostalgia value for the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise um, that the fact that it's. The one of the worst games I've ever played. I, I really think it is one of the worst games I've ever played because I, even though I, I was expecting so little from it because of everything I've heard, and yet it still managed to surprise you <laughs> of how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, like, I think the, the pinnacle of it I saw when it's at, at one point uh, the, the mission time, like time required, like you have to beat to get six score, you have to do it in this amount of time, and it said the time required was one minute sixty. I was like, it can't even work out the last two minutes. The game's so bad. <laughs> It thinks it says one minute sixty instead of two minutes. Excellent. Or like at the end, at the end of the thing, if you keep a combo going, your time kind of holds until you finish that combo before you run out of time. And at that point, as soon as it hits zero, it immediately goes to minus one minute fifty nine on the clock. And I, they can't even program a clock that stays at zero. It just goes minus one minute fifty nine. I was like, oh, it's... <laughs> how much did you pay for it? Oh, I got it for quite cheap because I uh, traded in a bunch of games. Um, and the money I made from trading in instead of selling basically made the game like five quid or something. 
You did so talk about them. It's not that, because I was just going to get the money, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what? It's only a couple of quid. It's not going to... Yeah. I think I read they've added another patch, which is putting some more characters. The character creation I actually do quite like. There's a... Spider-Man. <laughs> Probably. There, there actually is quite a lot. Like, I know there's you can change the heads. Like, you can customize your characters. You can have anything you want. One of the heads is Octo Dad. <laughs> Poor... Poor Octo Dad doesn't doesn't deserve to be in such a poor game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor Octo Dad. I feel sorry for Tony Hawk's. I mean, his name's on this thing, and it's <laughs> it's yeah. I I I was expecting very little, and I I got beat. <laughs> it 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 fr- it's very disappointing, which is a shame. Cause I I wanted to just at least a slight little. Uh, the worst part actually was the music. Tony Hawk Pro Games Pro Skater Games like are built for music. I mean, every single game has such an incredible soundtrack, but this one is so boring that I actually turn music off and put Spotify on instead. Same. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing your status on that on the on on True Trophies. You were like, "I saw the soundtrack. Nope." <laughs> <laughs> I think I get the soundtrack right. Well, mm. I'm pretty right. But I didn't get the game right. Cool. Well, that's your three games for for the month then. Yeah, mostly, uh, I, yeah. I suppose the better to go. I'll just roll through mine very quickly. I also was playing some Rocket. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. The game just keeps on giving. Uh, I find now as well when I turn the game on, it has the new music from the sort of Mad Max theme thing. I'm like getting all pumped up, <laughs> like dun dun dun, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I've been playing that th- uh, free game that came out called Gems of War. It's actually a really really enjoyable sort of laid back game uh if you ever played the uh what was the game called that was puzzle, the quest. puzzle quest thank you uh it's like that but less annoying like cause that really started to drag after a while <laughs> it did have a bit too much handholding at the beginning but who doesn't know how to play match free games yeah you kind of you, you kind of get it this one this one's kind of gets on with it and it's just you know it's quite laid back it's you know it's very sort of repetitive in its way but it's you know if you sort of play a few hours at a time or an hour at a time, it's, it's it's quite nice just to sit back and play. Uh, so, you know, it's free as well, so it doesn't really push you to buy any extras. You know, they are there. I, I think I did buy one thing for £3.99, because I thought, well, I'm actually enjoying this game quite a bit, so I don't mind giving them a little bit of money. Um, but I won't do any more than that. Uh, I've been playing Minecraft Story Mode, which is Telltale's first misstep for me. It's really not very good at all. It's dull. It's it's really dull. The characters are irritating. Uh, I I wouldn't recommend it. Probably worth picking up for a fiver down the line when it, you know Telltale games always go on sale. Uh, so if you want a nice easy platinum, that'll be there for a fiver. And uh, I did, at the beginning of the month, play some Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is an absolutely amazing game. Uh, if you have lost faith in the Assassin's Creed series, I suggest you go give it uh, a go, because it's it's really, really good. Uh, the best since Assassin's Creed 2, in my opinion. Really, really is quite amazing. That's a big claim. Well, Assassin's I'm actually debating whether... This is better than Assassin's Creed 2. I, I almost don't want. I don't almost. I don't want to sort of say it because I love Assassin's Creed 2 so much. That game is really like holds a dear place in my heart. But there's there's quite a lot here that really sets it slightly above. But I think you know, especially when it starts off in Croydon, and that's where I live. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, Croydon's in a AAA game. That's that's kind of cool. Um, 
but uh, it, yeah, it's a really, really good game. And you know, even if you're not still 100% convinced, like wait for it to go on sale and pick it up. Then I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's a lot of fun, especially when you get the uh, the, the the hook shot type thing, and you can traverse really, really quickly just by a tap of L1, and you go up there. The walls are across the uh, across the buildings in super quick time, rather than climbing about. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's my games, probably I think for this month that I've that I've been investing my time into. So we shall now head on to the next part of the podcast, which is uh, a big, big one really. It's the PSX event that happened not too long ago. The question is: Is did you guys watch it first off? <laughs> I did indeed. Yeah. I was uh, live tweeting it. I I very poorly. I, I I waited for the uh, True Trophies videos to come up instead. <laughs> I was too lazy to watch it live. Cool. Well, I'll go through what was announced. Uh, we'll we'll go through it and then we'll get impressions from everyone. So first, they started off with some new Uncharted Four footage, uh, which looked very nice, pretty damn gorgeous. Uh, with the new aspect of the game which is branching paths of communication or it, well we think it might be uh, a choice of there's a video up on one of my articles that was a, a panel with uh, Greg Miller and some of the guys from Naughty Dog like the director and the voice actors and I'm not sure whether it's going to be a big thing in the game or whether it was just for that moment you know like catching them up on what happened in the last three games it might just be something for that but yeah, I got the feeling that they showed that for a reason, that there is going to be a few times in the game. I don't think it will make too much difference to the game, but I think it's a nice addition to... Uh, it certainly adds a bit of replayability as well, that you can choose different options. Uh, be interesting if it does have a big thing in the game. I think there should be one or two spots where maybe it does make a massive difference, like a character dying or something. Uh, that'd be quite quite interesting. Uh, you know, Imagine if they make you choose between like Sully or... Uh, Drake's wife. <laughs> That'd be quite quite fun. I'd be like, see you later, Drake's wife. Sorry. <laughs> I hope there's a big Easter egg at the beginning where you choose to go on your big adventure or decide to stay at your 9 to 5 job. <laughs> <laughs> you just do paperwork for the rest of the Working game. Working 9 to 5. <laughs> you reckon it's two games in one? Job Simulator and Uncharted 4? <laughs> sort of that Easter egg like in Far Cry 4. <laughs> where the game uh, yeah. ends after like 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Cool. Uh, the second uh, little bit they announced, first off, it was quite funny. They showed all the reactions from uh, from YouTubers to the original Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, which is quite funny. A couple of them I actually follow, so it was really funny seeing them uh, being put up there. Uh, but uh, two, I was really surprised that we actually got this, but they showed some gameplay. I wasn't expecting it this early. Uh, followed by the announcement that the PS1 remaster, or the PC port, should I say, uh, was going to be available uh, after the event on the PS4, which I downloaded straight away. Uh, I think we've got uh, a little bit of a, of a rant coming up later from from someone on this podcast. So I shall not name names, but we'll get to that anyway. Uh, next, we had a bit of Street Fighter V. Uh, the last character was announced, uh, Fong. Uh, very strange looking character, sort of uh, vampiric almost, but uh, quite interesting. It's at least, yeah, it's quite fun. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, the gameplay, they had a bit of a demo for it. It looks gorgeous, I have to say. Uh, that, that, the release date was announced for April the 12th of 2016. A month after the film comes out, if I remember. 
I think that's March. I get the feeling the game's being held back for the uh, for the film. I think the I think the game's ready by the look of it. Uh, now it's been placed in on, on this order, but this was the last announcement, which was a really strange uh, <laughs> ending to the to the uh, live event. But uh, Paragon was announced, which was uh, uh, Epic Games. I, I got excited when Epic Games come up. I thought we were going to get some sort of Gears, Gears of War like <laughs> game, you know, a third person cover shooter for for PS4. And I was I was getting quite excited. Then it turned out to be one of my. I actually don't mind MOBAs. I, I've played a couple and I thought they were quite fun. The ones on the PS4. Um, there's a couple on there. So I've, I've never had this hatred that some people do. Uh, like Greg Miller said on his podcast uh, when he was doing it live. And the Epic Games guy came on and Greg Miller was like, sorry, but MOBAs are boring <laughs> to his face, which was quite funny. thing is, I, I watched, I watched obviously, the, the video of the videos they released for Paragon. And it actually yeah. looks really good. Like, I don't mind MOBAs. I've never got into them because they're such a... They're such a high skill ramp. Like, you going in early, you'll be, you will be destroyed unless you know everything. Yeah. Um, I tried here. I've been trying playing Heroes of the Storm recently on the Blizzard's one on PC, which is slightly less of a skill ramp. But Paragon, with 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 its third person perspective and the way they've added the kind of shooter elements into it, actually makes it look amazing. Like graphically and the the openness of it and the angle and and the the, the elements they put into it to make it different to regular mobas, actually makes me really excited for that game. Isn't there a free game on the PS4 that's kind of like? that a little bit is it invokers Inv- it's invokers yeah that's actually quite good i played the beta for that i quite enjoyed it uh not many people were playing it but it was it was quite enjoyable unfortunately when it released it had like passes and yearly passes. So i was like no thank you no uh but hopefully this this you know it looks like they're trying to do something different with it so you know also it's, it's epic games like i ignoring the slight mishaps they've had in the gizmo series Gears of War one to three were amazing games. I really loved them. Yeah, Gears three is 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 a personal favorite of mine. So, uh, what I like most about that Paragon thing was how beautiful Unreal Engine four looks. Oh, mm. it's incredible. Well, we saw that with Final Fantasy seven a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. stunning. Uh, now, for me, this was the biggest announcement of the entire conference. Uh, it actually gave me goosebumps. Was uh, <laughs> was uh, Ninu Kunai two. Which I was not expecting. The only thing I'm not happy keen on is the is the lead character. <laughs> I am so excited for that game, though. It really capped off their uh, conferences for a year for me. First we get a uh, Nier two, and now we're getting Nino Kuni two. It's incredible. Yeah, Sh- uh, Shemu Shemu three, Nino Kuni two. Uh, the PS two games coming back uh, ups the gale to ten eighty. It's been it's been a good year in my opinion. If anyone hasn't played the first Nino Kuni, like but has it lying around, I recommend you do. It's, I think it's definitely one of my favourite games of the previous generation. It's absolutely beautiful to play as well. It's just such a gorgeous game. The one thing I loved about the first one the most, that it's getting a little worried for a new one, is I didn't see Mister Drippy. I know. I, I was like, "Where's the Welsh? Oh, Ollie boy, where are you?" I can't do Welsh accents. Lord but... High, Lord of Fairies. <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to apologise to our Welsh listeners for the, uh, <laughs> for the insulting impressions that just happened there. To be fair, Mud does a great Scottish accent, so <laughs> that makes <laughs> up for it. It's not having told. That was definitely that was definitely my highlight of the conference, uh, along with the announcement of the uh, Full Throttle remaster. As a fan of the point and click era, with uh, Dave of Tentacle coming next year, they announced the. 
the sort of final part of the trilogy it's kind of worked backwards in a way <laughs> we've got it's gone Grim Fandango Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle which is the reverse of how they were released if I remember off the top of my head um, but that was Double really... Fine's just like announced 12 new games this week or something uh, I, I mean, uh, I know he had a bit of a a bit of a funny turn recently, but Tim Schafer is really a great addition to the gaming world for the stuff he does for the games. Uh, and now there's rumours of a Brutal Legend two as well, which would be interesting if they get rid of the RTS parts of it. I'll be happy with that. But I mean, on Kickstarter soon. I would be yeah, or Fig maybe, uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so uh, I forget his name now. I started following him on on Twitter, but the uh, the guy is it re. Uh, the, the, basically the saviour of the Vita announced uh, a few games that are coming to the Vita uh, including uh, one that isn't on consoles which is Hitman Go which I've played on the uh, iOS system which is a, it's a fun little game oh I know what you mean no Geo Geo, Geo yeah Geo Devani or something like that um, uh, it's something like I have a third party Geo Corsi yes third party yeah, he's a, he's a Kept whipping the Vita out. Uh, next up was Spar- uh, Sparrow Racing League in Destiny. Uh, gotta admit, it looks fun. Uh, any of you guys Destiny players? Yeah, I've played it on the rival console, which I'm not going to name. What, the Wii U? The Wii U, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's good, but I think it's limited. I think it goes off at the end of December, I think, which is pretty... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a three-week event. Sounds like a misstep to me. I think uh, that that should be a full. I think that will probably end up being a full term thing. They just announced that recently that there's going to be a a new uh, set of sort of uh, uh, what's it called expansion that's going to be even bigger than the, the Taken King. Just watch about March or February. They're going to have it back by popular demand. Well, of course, like why would they bother to program it in and only put it for three weeks? Like it looks interesting. It gives something to do with the sparrows. And I was like, it says available for three weeks. And I was like, why? What's they went all the effort doing it. They're trying to add the game and keep people in the game, and yet they could put a limited time thing. That yeah, it seems it seems kind of crazy as well because I've noticed at the minute, and it's I'm actually very tempted that the, the Taken King is uh, twenty quid uh, on sale at the minute on the on the PS4. Yeah, uh, and in, and in fact, for, four days. Yeah, I mean, for, in fact, the entire game plus all the expansions plus the Taken King is twenty four pounds. So realistically, if you're going to enter Destiny, I mean, I've played a bit of Destiny. I think it's quite good. Twenty-four pound. It just takes a dump on people that bought the game at launch and then paid well, forty quid be... for the expansion pass as well. That's always going to be the way, though. You know, I mean, people buy Telltale games at twenty quid, and now, yeah, uh, now what's <laughs> it called? Uh, yeah, it's it's like three pounds. It's well, on America, it's three yeah, three dollars seventy-five. Borderlands, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Borderlands, the game of the year for me. Um, it's like three dollars seventy-five. So. It looked fun though. Adam Boys is like the the voice of Destiny. He and the man. I actually watched him on. Uh, he he was streaming on Twitter the other day, playing it. It was quite funny to watch. It's a shame he didn't commentate, but there we go. Um, Fat Princess Adventures was announced as being available right. They turned into a Diablo's where you can have four player co op, walk around with a wizard, a archer, a warrior, and I think an engineer as a random fourth person. But but it, it, from what I see, it seems to, I haven't played it, but I see it seems to keep the same enjoyable humour and the kind of cartoony art style and the it does it does look really fun 
some of the, a lot of the reviews basically I've seen that are giving it bad reviews because it's not like the original Fat Princess. Yeah, but that's yeah, but it's, it's Fat like, well, Princess uh, Adventures. It's a different. Yeah, movie. yeah, and it's like they had one on the P- on the Vita as well, didn't they? Uh, Fat Princess puzzle or piece of cake or something like that. That was pretty good. It got frustrating though. <laughs> yeah, it got very much like it felt like it was you know going to be a uh, a freemium game. Uh, it was like you know buy this now or you're not going to get past this this level. Uh, but you know, I get the feeling that Fat Princess is kind of like one of their characters, almost like a Mario, where it transcends into different kind of games. Um, I was quite surprised at the price of it, though. It was a full like fifteen quid. I thought it'd be a lot cheaper than that. Boy, it's seven ninety nine or something. But um, that's one I probably will pick up when it gets a bit cheaper. Um, the next game, I can't. I don't remember this game actually. Neo, Neosh, Neo. Someone help me out here. What game was this? I don't remember this game. I really can't help you, because when I was live tweeting it, I wrote it as a Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it is Neo, isn't it? Yeah, I thought N-I-O-H. it was called Neo. Yeah, it's like a Ninja Gaiden meets Dark Souls. Yeah, and a game I, I noticed haven't been put on here as well was the, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was all based on sort of text, PC text, like, you know, like um, commas and dots and things like that and it was like a really weird hack and slashy type game oh yeah no I saw that can't think of the uh, name of it that, re- that really piqued my interest I can't remember what the bloody thing was called now <laughs> uh, that's not been written down but I mean I will I will uh, keep an eye out for that one I will. I, I can't remember if it's called Brutal oh Brutal Brutal yeah. was it Brutal with, with an at symbol yeah Brutal yes. oh, <laughs> yeah, that that looked uh, that looked really interesting to me. I loved the the art style, which is gorgeous. Um, so there was that, and of course, then we had the big one, which uh, kind of didn't go v- as well as it probably was hoped, which was the VR demo. Now, a- a- as someone who's actually used the PSVR, uh, I'm totally sold. I played E Valkyrie on it, and it was amazing. Uh, however, sadly, the demo they decided to try and show on stage wasn't very. It wasn't going to convince anyone to be honest with you. I, I get the feeling that uh, they sort of tried to emulate what Microsoft did with the Hololens, but it just doesn't work the same with with VR. Um, there is only one way to be sold on VR, and that's to try it. Because oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm wrong. I am already sold without trying it. Well, that's true, but I mean, hundred foot it, robot golf. Yeah, <laughs> hundred foot robot golf. Yeah, and what was the other one? A uh, uh, job job simulator. Job I'm simulator, totally sorry. Yeah. That modern, was that was that modern was zombie taxi company. Which looks amazing because it's basically um it's basically um crazy taxi. <laughs> How can you not like that? Uh, and uh, yeah, there's a couple of other interesting looking ones. You know, I, 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 they kind of showed a lot that was kind of tech demos in a way, like flight from Ubisoft, which is basically you be an eagle. Um, <laughs> Eagle Simulator. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's one month is definitely going to avoid due to the height, but yeah. I, I think it looks really nice. And it, 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 I think about VR is that one thing I was worried about VR is that it would be like the Connect or the, the PSI, and all, where where you get a few launch titles and then it drop off. But like, because people, are, I know some people are a lot worried that it will kind of become a gimmick. But I don't think VR is. I think everything is going to go VR. You see the amount of titles that have been every, every random game. That's out now is like yeah we're also bringing to VR in a couple of, in a year yeah. or well I'm, I'm I'm telling you now and I think I've said this before but I will I will I will continuously say this there is no way VR will fail because there is too many companies investing money into it Connect was a one company thing Move was a one company thing 
you know, uh, any uh, everything else that's been a gimmick beforehand has been very much based around one company trying something. Actually, one of the things I really thought was going to get announced, which didn't, but I still reckon will get announced, probably, uh, what's the next one in January? C- CES? Consumer, uh, Consumer Electronics Show? Uh, 50, uh, VR's there, the PSVR's there. Uh, will be movie integration, so that you can wear it and watch a film and have, like, a, a 60-foot screen or something ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah, that that will be... That will be part of it as well as a selling point if you have the experience of like walking around you know the outback or going up uh airs rock or, or you know going things like that it's it's just gonna be immense and as i say as someone who's tried it uh you know i'm, I'm totally totally i was sold anyway because i've been dreaming of vr since i uh was a kid uh, one of the biggest announcements here was uh, the return of a very 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 popular uh, series, the Ace Combat series. Ace Combat 7 Don't. was announced as a VR title. Don't. Not uh, VR. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people's stomachs were already Ugh. turned into a washing machine when they saw this announcement, thinking, oh my god, when do a barrel roll is going to be... <laughs> it's going to be hell on earth, but... Uh... Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to stomach that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never been into the, the, whole, the whole aerial combat genre but i have to say uh, the trailer sort of looked incredible like graphically and like experiencely looked amazing um so it, sh- it should actually be like uh, things like uh, what i was gonna notice a lot is that vr so many games tend to use height as an immersion tool like look at the, every game from the eagle flight to the 100 foot robot golf ace combat 7 yeah all don't, ones don't use height. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's because like, they realized from the demos they've done the games like rigs where which had the mech suit is that people said that once they got ejected out of it and went up 60 foot in the air, that was when they felt truly immersed and truly immersed. They realised that this, once you get the sense of height, it's the kind of thing that you really get into the game and you feel in the game, which is uh, bad for people that are scared of heights. But... <laughs> there was a VR game, was it World War Toons? They were on, oh yeah. They yeah. were talking about uh, how they changed the control scheme from you know like your usual dual analog sticks for FPS games and they've changed it to a Ford like left stick with only four directions, it still feels the same, but it reduces simulation sickness. Which I'm, it, I've seen that word a few times now, and I'm hoping all the developers are taking that into account. Simulation sickness. That could be <laughs> horrible. Yeah, well, the thing is, the thing is, you know, it's kind of a clue in the title. It's virtual reality. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of uh, oh, and Res Infinite as well, uh, which. I I never actually played Res, I've got to admit, uh, but that'd be quite fun. There so was something else that was announced. That was a uh, Don't Starve Together. Oh yeah, the uh, the co-op, uh, the because they said they would never do co-op. Uh, yeah, with Don't Starve. So stuck it in. Well, I mean, from what I understand, the developers are a little bit of a like a, a, a miserable sod. Uh, like he had the hump about putting trophy support on it. Yeah, that's why there's that new item in the PlayStation version if you get pushed 7,000 times off. Yeah, yeah, he did that as a sort of like, uh, screw this, yeah. <laughs> Which is a little bit, a uh, little bit um, childish. Uh, so, I yeah, that was pretty much um, kind of the, the main announcements. I think the main, the main two that everyone was excited about was Nino Kunai 2 and the, the uh, Final Fantasy 7 gameplay. So my question to you guys is, what did you think, Stu? What was your impressions of the event? 
I loved it. I really did like it. I think what annoyed me more than anything was when um, Sean Layden came out to start with the Crash Bandicoot shirt on. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's probably yeah. a tease for like E3 next year or something, but... Yeah, when it is the 30th anniversary of Crash Bandicoot next year. In the so back maybe... of my mind, I was thinking, show something now. I don't care. There's been, they, they've been doing it so much, though. The last, what, two years, two, three years? They've been doing little spots like this, a Crash Bandicoot somewhere, and it feels like they're building up to something. If they're not, then it is a real, it is a real like, F you. <laughs> but I, I think this is, I think they're doing it on purpose. I think they're building up to an announcement next year. Uh, especially now that they're in bed with Activision with the whole Call of Duty, th- Duty thing. Yeah, more uh, uh, emulation. Because I think when first announced emulation, it said PS1 and PS2. Yeah. Now the PS2 games are here. Maybe you'd be seeing some PS1. Some crash. Yeah, I think people would be happy that if they do like a, a 1080p Crash Bandicoot with trophies. I reckon that'll get people happy for a start. But um... Oh yeah, bring, bring out... Um... Bring out a collection of the old Crash Bandicoot games. That'd be cool. <laughs> One, two, and three. That that'd be good enough for me. And and Crash Team Racing. Can't forget. Oh god, yeah. <sighs> yeah, favorites. of course, of course. So, uh, Steve, you liked it, Munch. What was your uh, overall impressions of the event? I was actually a little disappointed. This that it started so strong with a lot of the big big games, then it just slid on off into the smaller ones. It was it was just the pacing of it. it was we could have split it up a little better. But we got me really hyped up at the beginning. And it was I was expecting something big from like Sucker Punch or something. But yeah, it was pretty decent. Nino Cooney was definitely it was, <laughs> it was a joy. Awesome, uh, Brad. Your thoughts on it? Uh, like I said, mostly right. I mean, there were a lot of things that were a bit. Yeah, I don't really care about any of those things, but. Um, the one as much said like there was a lot of the the pacing was a bit weird but the the the, the big things were great like as it, the Final Fantasy Seven thing was beautiful and Nino Kuni two is the best news I've ever heard in my life Paragon the Paragon looked great and so yeah I'm I'm quite looking forward to the future. I'll say this when I watched it the first time I thought they went on a bit too much about VR but then I realised well. They're proving they've got backing of developers. You know, they've got all these games that are in development for it. They're taking it very, very seriously. So I hope it, I hope it does well. To be honest, they, 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 they had to. They really did. They've not really talked about VR a lot. I mean, people expected a lot at E3. They thought they were going to go on about VR at E3, and they really, they really didn't. Uh, I think it was the right show to do it at this show because it is the hardcore fans that are there. Sean Layden said backstage at. The fans are pretty pleased with it again, so they're looking at actually properly doing it yearly. Yeah, no, I think I think last year they sort of said it, it's like they said the, the very the, the the first inaugural, which they it made it appear that it was going to be. Um, but I think in future, I think I think they could skip Paris Games Week. I think like because then you've got E three and then the PSX, which is like six months apart, which I think would be um, great for them to concentrate on other things, and they've got more big announcements to do then. Uh, I just thought that the ending was a bit flat. Um, I think they needed to finish with a, a Nino Kunai announcement, or they should have ended with the Final Fantasy uh, footage, which because I, I don't think anyone was expecting to see anything more. I wasn't expecting to see Blade in it. That was a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barrett does look a little bit bladey. 
Um, I do love the redesign though; it's pretty cool. So, segue time. Actually, uh, I believe Stu wants to have a little bit of a rant about some something. Are you, gonna, are you going? Are you holding I back your I anger? I can't be bothered. We've been going on for an hour. I don't want to bore people. <laughs> I'll write a blog post out about that, and then people. Yeah, you can write. Read it. Well, you, you could you could do a uh, a vote on it or something. Like, are you happy? Um, but I would have. I had a great counter argument ready for you. Uh, kind of to troll you a little bit as well. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about uh, the PS Plus. Then we're a few days into it, but um, always worth talking about. I said uh, before that, can I? Not you no. a little. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, keep your eyes out on the homepage because we've got a bunch more editorial stuff coming out. I've done a couple opinion pieces, uh, interviews. Cool. Don't forget to put, don't forget to uh, add me to your interview list because obviously we know it's all about me, really. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I I actually want to apologise for this one. I'm not doing this one because I'm the one being interviewed. It's not spoilery because it'll have been out by now. So I want to apologise if I bore you. I don't be silly. My life is boring. <laughs> <laughs> put it this way, I'll give you a little uh, sneak peek. I've put pictures of cups and talking about my cup collection. Well, I've, I've always thought you had <laughs> nice jugs. <laughs> well, some of these are beauties. I was expecting every uh, answer to be comic related, though. I prefer a cup collection <coughs> over a stamp collection. The, the cups that I put pictures of were a comic one. Oh, I'm looking more. I'm looking forward to Mojo Dojo's when when he gets interviewed, so we can see his Harley Quinn collection. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. Okay, well so, yeah. there you go, guys. Keep an eye out on on True yeah, Trophies. There's a bunch more coming in the next well, after a new year, but yeah, and, send and also, a, a message if you want on the interview. Yeah, I was gonna say if you wanna if you wanna be a, a part of it, if you wanna interview, uh, to be interviewed, should I say, then uh, PM, uh, is it you directly Munch or? Yeah. Okay, yeah, direct uh, Munch. I'll uh, come directly. to your house and sit with you. I will do. It. And and show you and show you his cup <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, as we were saying, we've got uh, PS Plus games to talk about. I think it's a pretty goddamn decent month to end the year. Uh, on the PS4, we have King's Quest, a uh, beautiful game, and a classic uh, remaster, or a re, re, I don't know what you'd call it, not remastered, re, revigored, <laughs> reborn, I guess, yeah. It's uh, it's a brand new one, but um, yeah, amazing. Uh, Gauntlet, which I haven't played myself yet, uh, but you know, it's, it's is it basically a remake of the original, but in nicer graphics? Uh, the graphics aren't that much nice, but yes, it, it kind of keeps more of the core of the original um, but brings it sl- brings brings a slightly more modern, but it's the same basic principle of the top top down co op difficult game. But it, it's 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 quite fun. I'm I'm enjoying playing it. Uh, uh, PS3, we have SSX, which was I think when it was being released, a lot of people had the hump with it because it was it wasn't fun or it was a bit dark or whatever. Um, but apparently, it's a very good game. Yeah, that's pretty enjoyable. Even the yeah. missus likes it. And that's saying something. Played it on release, but I thought I I got a reasonable way into it, and then I was just oh, I was bored. Like I didn't feel there was enough to really it, I don't know. I I just didn't feel like there was enough to make me want to play. It, it's, it was a fun game itself, but it just wasn't any real hook to it. There was there was, there was nothing to keep me playing it, so I just I got bored off quick. 
Well, I was going to say the only one I've ever played is SSX Tricky, so you know I don't think anything will hold up to that. It was an amazing. Game. Although one part of SSX I do remember being really cool was um, you can set a geotag thing where um, in in the world whatever players will drop, they, they they can get these orbs and they drop them and hide them somewhere in these maps, and the longer they stay up, the more money that the player that drops them earns from them, and if someone else finds them, they get they get the money. They get a bunch. They get the money for it. So, so it's quite a cool thing. Every now and then, you just be in some really obscure part of the mountain, and you just spot an orb that someone's hid under a tree somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, I'll take that." Thank you very much. Which is quite. It's, yeah, you could, but it's quite a cool little feature. Like just just a tiny little thing, very little difference to the actual game, but it's it, it was quite a nice little uh, a nice little way to include other gamers into the world. I mean, I, I kind of um, just quickly slightly off topic i'll make it quick but i I love that sort of feature of multiplayer like i'm not really keen on your sort of your mass multiplayer you know shooters or whatever uh i forget which game it is but it's another one like this where you can sort of drop little bits or hide things and people can find them and it's like you know i kind of like that when it's like people are in your world that's why i'm quite excited for no man's sky that you might come across places where people have been and you see their footprints there and the odds are very low so not seeing them but like you know because yeah. like when you get to somewhere it says this was discovered by so i think you will see a lot of that i don't think you'll see other people but i think you'll get to places where you'll see like this has been discovered by and it's like oh my god someone was here it's cool um but i think that's kind of the point of getting to the center i think when you get to the center you see um everyone kind of thing I think, that's, I think that might be what the reward kind of thing is. But I really hope that you do come across people every now and then. I think that's that. But anyway, that's just uh, off topic. So uh, the other game on the PS3 was Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which is hilarious. One of the best games of last gen. Yeah, and it was only a side project, really. It was an arcade game. It was, I think it was actually uh, an April Fool's joke to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of... It's basically... Basically, if you've seen Kung Fury, it's that. <laughs> basically... Uh, in a game mode, you know, like laser beam T-Rexes and crazy stuff like that. It's uh, hilarious. Uh, and Vita got a really, really good month this month as well with uh, Freedom Wars, an absolutely fantastic game. And uh, Rocket Birds Hard Boiled, which I've heard is, is meant to be quite fun. So uh, are you guys happy with this month's PS Plus? Yeah, I am, yeah, definitely. I don't really play PS Plus games, so I've not really looked at them. Other than the fact that King's Quest is only the first episode, which is a little... or uh, They announced that whether it's going to be the rest of them as well. I assume it's not included, right? It's just the first one. Yeah, it's just obviously the first it's, one, it's yeah. an episodical game. Yeah, which is yeah, a bit... Yeah. It's a bit, I don't know, taking a... Like, considering the first episode tends to go free or cheap soon anyway, taking a, one of my p- precious PS Plus slots for the first episode of a series of games is a bit like, okay, well, now I've got to buy the rest of them if I play this. Yeah, well, I think you'll I think you'll do anyway because it's a it's a great game. But uh, I suppose it was hard to give away the rest considering they haven't even come out yet. I think they've they finally announced episode two. <laughs> it's been a it's been a really long time since the first one came out, if I remember correctly. I don't so, even remember it coming out. I bought it the day it came out because it's King's Quest, but um, I wasn't expecting it to be. I mean, it's even slower than Telltale's releases, uh, so that can give you an idea. So yeah, I, I thought it was a good month myself as well. So I think it's sort of universally agreed it was a pretty decent month there was the video game awards the night before psx um there was a few announcements there that are worth talking about number one i think which got a lot of people excited is psychonauts 2 has been announced as a uh, not quite a kickstarter as such it's on fig 
which uh, you can basically donate to like you would as a Kickstarter. Uh, but if you invest over $500, you actually become an investor and will make uh, money back on if it makes money, basically. Um, so you're basically a shareholder in the game. I think the numbers I read were about just, just about 800,000 units, I think, needs to be sold at full price for you to make your $500 back, or something, something like that. Yeah, will you actually get the money, or is it going to be like Peter Molyneux's version of you'll get money? Like, the, the idea of Thing, I think, is, is, is awesome, though, because it, it also gives people um, a kind of a little bit of insight into the economic side of game development, because people don't realize, some people don't realize how expensive games are to make and um, how much sales affect the profit. Like especially with games that are heavily based on PC, the amount of Steam sales that take it down to like five dollars. Like if it, to, to put this in perspective, like I said about seven hundred thousand or something um, was the amount required to get your five hundred dollars back. If every game was five dollars, it would take two point nine million units. I think was the number I heard. Like so it kind of gives an insight into how much you buying games on sale affects the profit. Because like I think other games, like I think Tomb Raider, the first one, didn't it lost money. And that was a great game that had millions of purchases, but still lost money because people don't realize how hard it actually is to turn a profit. Do you mean not the first, first, first Tomb Raider? No, no, the 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 first remake Tomb Raider. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to get an insight into the economic side of it, um, which which is quite it's quite a cool little idea to kind of bring the fans, uh, bring people into the game because gives people a stake in the game, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. If they can afford to uh, (laughs) do it, pay five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, that was obviously a big announcement for a lot of people. Uh, I never played the first one. I've got it on my Steam somewhere, so I shall play that at some point. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered was announced for PS4, uh, as well as PC and Xbox One. First time it will be on the PS uh, on the Sony system. Very 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 good game. One of the best games of the last gen, um, Metroidvania-y uh, type game. Uh, with a sort of strange, uh, every now and then you have a sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, isometric type 3D shooting sections, I guess is the best way I can think to describe it. Um, but a really good game, definitely get that when it comes out. I wouldn't be half shocked if it came out as a PS Plus game, actually. It's not the game that was made by Epic, I'm not thinking of someone else. Uh, I think Epic might have been a publisher of it. It is an indie though, so maybe it couldn't have been. So, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, uh, uh, Shadow, Shadow Compass Remastered is pub- published by Epic. Yeah, it was one that came out a few years ago in 360, people raved about it. I think it might have been Shadow Blade. Uh, well, sure, well, Shadow Complex was raved about a lot. It was, like, considered one of the best games of last gen, so could well have been, could have been, could have been Shadow Complex. Um, I'm definitely going to pick up. And a, and a big sort of thing that happened as well is um, <laughs> it was Jeff Keighley calling out Konami for banning uh, Hideo Kojima from attending. Uh, I thought it took a lot of spine. I'm not a big Jeff Keighley fan, but it took a lot of spine to actually say that live on camera on a show that is basically about cuddling up to the industry. Um, so that was pretty cool. So the uh, the Konami conspiracy continues. Uh, I think that was uh, yeah. So there was also the Batman Telltale game announced, which was which is I think going to be quite awesome. I think the style that they showed in that in that trailer might actually be what we get—a sort of black and white comic-y type thing. I hope not. His art is horrible. 
I'm disappointed that it was Batman. There's so much more we could have done with a Telltale game, like the question. That would have been a true detective game as well. Well, actually, that's that's kind of my hope for this Batman Telltale is that they will concentrate on it being he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Uh, which would be which would be quite interesting because they started doing that a little bit in the games when the last two games mainly that was like the best part of uh, Batman Origins really because that game sucked but that was like one of the best uh, parts of Arkham Origins with Origins was the detective parts which they did a little bit in Arkham Knight too. Um, but we'll we'll see. It should be interesting. One one comment I remember reading on uh, True. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember who said it, but uh, <laughs> it was funny that the uh, the the, vo- the, vo- the voice and conversation options of Batman are a bit uh, limited, though. In that your your only choices are <laughs> I'm Batman. Where is she? <laughs> like outside of Batman's regular phrases, that's it. That's, that's all we get. Every conversation, the answer is I'm Batman. <laughs> well, the interesting thing as well was who they get to, to voice Batman. Will it be? Um... Oh, I forget it'll, his name. It'll be one now. of three people. It'll be uh, Kev Conroy, which is the hopeful one. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. Uh, Troy Baker, he does him in the Lego yep. games. And, uh... Or Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll, uh, if he's doing anything, it'll be Penguin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Actually, I thought that was, that was one of the funniest comments on the show as well. I think it was Troy Baker was up uh, posting an award. And he said, if you want to be a voice actor in gaming, people ask. It's easy, just, uh, you know go to uh, voice acting school and then wait for Troy Baker and uh, Nolan North to die. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, so yeah, that was. I think that was pretty much everything from that. There wasn't a lot else to do. Uh, maybe, yeah. It's a shame um, we probably won't get Mark Hamill's Joker in there because I think he has... F- giving it up um so yeah a, bit, a big story as well is that um eight ps2 emulated titles have been released on the ps4 uh and we just found out today as well that parappa the rapper 2 is coming next week the 15th of december uh all the games have been up to 1080p and contain full trophy support some with platinums some without uh, have you guys picked them up? How are your feelings on nope this? And meh. I've I've heard from people who have got picked up the uh, G- the GTA games that they're they're perfectly fine. Like they're they're nice and pretty and work fine. And like the thing is like my problem is that some of them are like fifteen quid or ten quid being pounds yeah. the British currency, uh, fifteen pounds or like ten pounds. And I was like, but that came so old. There's a few which well, are eight quid, which haven't got a platinum, and the rest of them are twelve quid, and they have got platinums. I like. So I get that they have to actually bring them to the thing, and they need to be, they need to be of a price to make it worth the thing. But at the same time, emulating PS2 games is more of a fan service, I think, more than anything. Like it shouldn't be. I think it should be a, a price where fans can go. Thanks for bringing this thing for only five quid. Like I appreciate that you remember us loving your console for X amount of years. Like, mm. yeah, well, I'm on the other side. Maybe I'm more of a. Uh, I don't think I'm an apologist for it, but you know, you know, it's not exactly emulation as such. It is upres. It's it's t- it's not even emulation as such. Really, it's uh, it's kind of released as a as a title. It's not. I don't think it's pulling anything from the the PS4 itself, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. 
but um, the, the graphics have been up res to 1080p. It's had to go through um, rating again through the EPS, whether it's the, the you know the the system. Uh, and and to me, playing Vice City or um, San Andreas or Grand Theft Auto 3 at 12 quid for that for the amount of hours you can pump into those games i think is is great value uh i start i did start grand theft auto 3 and it looks really really good it looks really really good speaking of esrb ratings max Payne. uh-huh max Payne got uh rated so yeah which will be awesome um i think it was one and two it might be coming I'm not looking forward to doing the baby scenes again where you've got to walk in your dreams because I found those so annoying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I loved the game back in the day, so it'd be interesting to see. I have heard one thing as well at the minute, hopefully it will get fixed, is that the uh, the American uh, versions are actually better than the European versions because they have actually ported them directly from the releases as such so that, you know, obviously they, they ran at a better rate over in... USA back in the day, so they still do now. They still have the frame rate issues here in the UK or in Europe if you buy it off the UK or European stores. Uh, so if you have multiple accounts, you might want to buy it off the uh, US store accounts. But I didn't really notice it to be honest when I was playing Grand Theft Auto 03, so it, we're probably used to it anyway because we played those ones. Um, sorry, what about the other guys? Uh, you, you, what are your thoughts on? On the PS2 emulation, the releases, whatever you want to call them, they're good. I don't really agree with the prices, but it's nice to see they've started doing them. I guess it's cool. I think my main beef with it is just everyone on the internet saying expecting us to pay for games we already own. Like I don't own none of them. <laughs> Stop speaking on my behalf. What's the thing as well? It's like, well, if you already own them, then you don't need to buy them, do you? Like, <laughs> Go play them. You know, uh, play it on your PS2 on two, at 240p. That's the, you know, that go for it with scan lines all through your TV. I mean, if you have the games already, then you most likely got a console. If you don't, what's your fault? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. This is the, this is my biggest thing with all these things. Really, is like people go, oh, they expect us to buy it again. It's like, no, they don't. You don't. No one is forcing you to buy anything. <laughs> the only thing you're really forced to buy is PS Plus. Because if you want to play online, that is the only thing you are quote unquote forced <laughs> to buy. No one is forcing you to pay for PS Now. No one is forcing you to buy PS2 games again. You know, it's this. I don't know. Modern gamers, or even I download the quite post titles if you don't like them. Just don't download them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, well, that's the thing as well. That's that's another argument as well, where people say, oh, I don't like them. It's like, well, if you didn't play them, how do you know you don't like exactly. them? Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, you know, if you're that bothered, create a second account, try it on that, uh, and if you don't like it, you can delete it off That your, is your what profile. I've been doing, yeah. yeah. does no harm at all, just yeah, play them on the US one instead, and then if I don't like them, hey, carry it on, yeah. gone. Uh, where did we finish Oh, yeah, off? about the Lego games. Well, one, one interesting comment I read um, was actually, uh, <laughs> I think it's from Ends Gamer Scrawl or something was the name on True Trophies, but it's, they mentioned that um, the Lego games, and I think some other games as well, received a price jump up high again immediately before the sale. I'm not actually sure about that, because I checked on one game, I can't remember what it was, because I went in at the, the GI Hub, because we've got like the the price there when it was at release, and I went on to the store and it was £5 cheaper than what it was, but I don't know if that game maybe had a price 
reduction beforehand. Well, no, the Lego games were about 32 35 pounds on the store, so they have jumped up to 44 Yeah, they've been on it, sale a it... lot, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, mm. it's... It's not it's it's not an amazing deal. It's, it's, it's still not a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, a, although I, I, you deal, know, I think the Destiny deal makes up for it a little bit. I think if you haven't bought Destiny, twenty five quid for the entire thing is quite a, a deal. I'm tempted, but it's it's a long ordeal to get into because games like that um, that are MMO based are are always a kind of long haul. Like I'm not sure I'm I'm, a, I'm able or willing to put in enough time to make that game make make the game worth it in my mind. Make make it make the experience worth playing. Because it takes a while, and I don't think I have the time right now to actually put that time in. Yeah, I think it's a game that you need. Like, if you, you if you basically don't buy many games, um, that's one that you sink a lot of time into. Um, but like, if you if you sort of buy indies and stuff all the time, and you have a backlog, I don't think it's one that you'd want to buy. So, um, so last couple of stories. Uh, the there's a a very bit, a very good deal in america now for um well it depends on your thoughts on it but they're doing a uh, 99 dollars for 12 months of ps now and uh, their selection is much better than the european titles uh so that's pretty decent that's, that's not bad at price either 99 dollars is not a lot i mean that's essentially 65 pound over for 12 months so it's it works out as pretty good put it this way in the 12 months if you go in the twelve months, if you go through about uh, about twenty games, five dollars a game, it's probably working out okay then. Just make sure you get a use out of it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think if if you, if you don't have a PS3, I think it is a a valid option. Um, I I just think that one of the thing they should do is that you should be able to buy the games outright, so that you can stream them at any time. I just don't understand why you can't do that. It's it's designed to be a, a rental service. Look at like Netflix or Netflix Love Film, all that. Like you can't buy the things that you can just rent it. You pay you pay to be able to rent anything. It's not designed yeah, to be a ownage thing. Um, I just thought it should be like a sort of. Is it, is it Love? There's um, that is Love Film used to do it, or there's there's actually one. Uh, there's Boomerang. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking of. Where you can actually buy the game, uh, whilst you're renting it or whatever, so you can hold have it forever. Um. You know, and I just I thought that would, that would be a, an option for them. You know, uh, but I, I don't think it's a bad I don't think it's a bad service. And you know, because the fact is that people forget is that it's not just on the PS4. You can get it on TVs and stuff as well, uh, which is why it's not comparable to something like backwards compatibility on the Xbox, in my opinion. And if you want um, to read more about that, then check out my article. Yep. I'm gonna say there is an article on uh, on True Trivies now. It's probably gonna. It's probably got about three million comments of arguments, I should imagine. Um, and uh, the last two stories just to talk about is uh, Sony uh, have given de- uh, developers more processing power for the PS4. One of the uh, one of the uh, CPUs has been uh, released basically been after. Core. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they unlocked the final core. Um, obviously, to yeah, they put it. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core <laughs> remastered. Uh, so yeah, we could see a lot of uh, improved. Yeah, hopefully, you know, I think it's more important than 1080p is is stable frame rates. My my worry is though that my my PS4 already sounds like it's taking off every time. There's, there's quite a few games where you even just sit in the menu sometimes and it it does something, and the PS4 feels like it's about to explode. And like, 
adding the final core to it, I don't feel like. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I don't have only only Rocket League does that. Nothing else really makes it do that. Um, I think uh, I think as well. If you have a newer PS4, it's not a big issue as well because they improve the the power of it if you get the new newest models. Uh, I think if you bought uh, original released ones. And the final last thing to say is that the PS4 has shipped more than 30 million units which is just sold. crazy and and I think that's actually yeah that's, that's actually sold rather than you know, where 2. Xbox sort of say uh, this isn't a start on Xbox it was obviously that everyone lies if things aren't selling well but um, they say like you know units shipped which means that they, they okay they've shipped out these amount of units doesn't actually mean sales uh, this is actually 30 million PS4 PS4's sold which is incredible yeah but give a number for shipped a couple of weeks before that, it was that well, obviously it was over thirty million as well. But I can't remember the exact number. It's nice to hear as well. Like it's it's such a because I mean gaming is getting more popular everywhere in general. Um, but I think this this generation kind of feel I feel like more and more the generation deserves the uh, the the popularity is getting. Like the, the technology is advancing, the VR is coming out soon, which is going to be incredible. And I think more and more, I think this generation feels like it should be the one that. Is get, it is getting all the praise which I think it it's, deserves personally. The thing I was wondering because uh, the popularity is that it's just ahead of what a PS2 was at the same time span. But there's also a lot more people playing games these days. The, the thing about PS2 is that the, P, the PS2 had by that by this point had most of its target audience bought. Like uh, whereas the PS4, I still think has plenty of room to get many more sales coming up. Like whereas the PS the PS2 had kind of like getting closer to its cap. I mean, you've got such a, a sort of um, crossover now as well. I mean, you, you can buy a PS4 and it's your it's your Blu-ray player and your streaming service and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I I, I use it for that. I you know it is my Netflix system. It's my um, uh, Amazon Prime uh, uh, video and Voodoo and all sorts. You know, you know. So there is that crossover as well. And uh, I think as well we're getting to a point in, in, in life, in the world, where, you know, a lot of us grew up on the NES, SNES area, you know, we're, we're hitting our 30s, 40s, probably some people their 50s, and now, so you've got like a, such a wider audience for games, you've got people, you know, um, at a half century playing video games all the way down to, to kids, uh, so it's just expanding more and more and more as a, as a medium, so I mean we're probably like in that for sort of 20 years away. You know, it will be to the point where this world is is the gaming world because everyone would have been brought up playing games, for the most part. So, um, which is which, you know, it's be nice. And then we'll stop having stories about how video games cause violence and things like that. <laughs> um, so there we are. Um, yeah, I think it's it's it's. I mean, I think it's a great system. You see, like things on Facebook and stuff when gaming media are doing their yearly reports and people are slagging off the systems i just i just well this goes back to my thought that a lot of gamers seem to be um demanding uh well i try not to be too, too uh mean but you know what i mean they're uh <laughs> they they think they deserve the world no uh, um i was only 99 percent satisfied i only got seven million hours of gameplay i should get a refund <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they, well, you know, they said there's there's not enough triple A's, and I'm like, well, how many triple A's do you really want? <laughs> oh, there's a bunch um, coming in the next year. 
Yeah, well, I mean, but if you, it's no different than any other year. That's the thing. I think it's just a case of the people just seem to expect that every month there's a AAA game. It's never, ever, ever in the game industry been like that, ever. Um, and if they want that, that's where everything becomes a yearly franchise, which they don't want. So <laughs> yeah, Expectations are too high on every single game as well. Yeah, yeah. like uh, there, there are a lot of great games that people, people pick them apart for the smaller things. So that's the problem. That there's a lot. There's so many things that games are good at specific things. Um, so when a different game doesn't do that quite as well, they jump on it. But it's like it's still a great game. It's still amazingly better than so like so so many things that were out years ago. But the shade people, of, people have of, people are spoiled. The shade of blue on the cover art is not my favorite shade of blue. Zero out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's 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 this whole thing though, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, I, right, I'm, I'm soapboxing again. Sorry, but. You know, they they say, oh, enough of indies, we want AAAs. Indie has no impact on AAA development. I hate when people um, say, we want. I'm like, no, don't speak for me. Yeah, uh, where else have we I got? want more uh, Terraria. <laughs> oh, Telltale games, I hate them. Well, don't play them then. But a lot of people like them. You know, oh, Call of Duty's rubbish. Well, then don't buy it. <laughs> That's the, the thing, like, all the opinions saying it's rubbish. It's just like, well, don't buy it. That's as simple as that. I don't think Call of Duty's that amazing so i don't buy it but if people enjoy it great for them you know the only the things we should be concentrating on are things like eradicating season passes and and dlcs and things like that because they are bad for the gaming industry indies Um, are pretty important as well if you look at supermassive they started off making beautiful indie games now they're working on like untold dawn which is a big exclusive triple a title well, that's the thing. They forget that a lot of these companies were indie. EA were an indie company. Uh, you know, uh, if you want your big AAA exclusives, you've got to support the indies because then they can grow. And, like, Supermassive have proved that already. And their next game probably won't be an indie. It'll probably be another big AAA game. Well, look at look at uh, the... I mean, obviously we don't know what it's going to turn out like yet, but No Man's Sky, the only two games they did beforehand were the uh, Joe Danger games. Um, but they made enough money from that to try and be a bit more ambitious. And... Indie doesn't mean bad. This is the thing that baffles me. The whole of last gen was had indie support. It's only because it's being more uh, prominently advertised by companies now because they're like, yeah, we really want to support the indies. There was probably about the same amount of indies as there were last gen. But if you go through the stores, James Cameron probably started out with indie films as well. <laughs> A different medium, but same scope. Oh, well, you know, uh, Kevin. Well, Kevin Smith, you know, started off with Clerks and then went on to do. All the other things under uh, under Miramax and stuff, so <laughs> he that was an indie. So there's you know there's there's oh you know um, people forget Telltale or an indie indie game developer. So um, you know it's just it's just uh, unfortunately it, it's all seemed to have stemmed from the original when the, re- the two consoles released and uh, having indie games was a was a sort of thing that Xbox fans used against the the PS4 and it sort of took off as a thing, uh, which is you know sadly complete rubbish but there we go i'm off my soapbox now i'm gonna stop sorry (laughs) yeah so anyway uh, right have you guys got any comments on any of those stories anything that really um tickles your fancy or impressed with i i think generally just uh, the whole the overall the the, the overall way the industry's going i'm still happy with i i love my console i love I love the gaming industry and it's just I love that it's getting bigger and better uh, we're almost to the end of 2015 now and 2016 is promising to be such a good year so many good games coming out you've got VR coming out it's 
Oh, it's just going to be incredible. Cannot wait. Excellent. Well, well, um... I can. I need to save up money. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've been uh, we've been yakking for a little bit, so we'll wrap up with uh, just uh, the releases coming out. There's not a lot, as it's this time of year. Most of it came out October, November. Uh, so I'll just quickly read them off. We've got King's Quest Chapter Two, finally, December the fifteenth. Uh, Hatful Boyfriend Winter Star, December twenty second. I've really got to play the game. I've I still got it in my collection. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want to play a pigeon dating game? Uh, AC Chronicles India on January the twelfth, and uh, Gone Home on January the twelfth as well. Oh, and I do believe Beyond the Sleep came out this week as well, um, which is meant to be a quote-unquote scary game uh so that's it's a, a a quiet couple of months coming up usually uh, but, when it kicks off. yeah yeah that's why indies are great though because you get it fills the gaps um but what we will say as well uh hopefully this goes out before this comment's made but the uh ces show i believe is the 5th and 6th of january uh which will have a big uh what's it called presence of virtual reality uh including psvr so you might want to tune in to that stream when it's on. Uh, so that's it, really. Uh, if I just uh, leave it to you guys to say any parting words that you wanna you wanna say before we go. Mostly, mostly just um, the, the the generic stuff like thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and make, make, as always, make sure you do message month if you wanna be part of the community interviews. And uh, message me if you want to be, if you're willing to be a guest on the podcast, because we're always looking for. Message me if you're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, or if you want to see his cup collection. <laughs> oh no, everyone's getting a peek at that. <laughs> now, also gaming session. I like. I mean, we we all love this. Like, we all we all care about it, and a lot of times we do play with each other. And that, I think, get using the gaming sessions more because I'd love to see the gaming sessions fill up. With, but it, it requires the community stepping in and doing all they can to every single person doing all they can to help that yep yeah, we need to be as uh as big as uh as true achievements i think we just it bigger to be. that's our goal for and 2016 yep. uh so i'll just fire one last question before we go uh munch game of the year rocket league brad game of the year <sighs> i want to say rocket league sorry <laughs> oh. uh okay and mine would be mine will be tales of the borderland oh and Stu's typed that rocket league of him as well so that's three for rocket league and one for tales of the borderlands rocket league uh, wins rocket rocket league rocket rocket league would be my number two i am um, biased with the amount of hours i put into that game though so yeah no, well, on that... all the the post-launch support they've just done everything right yeah well the uh, AAA companies could learn a lot from uh <laughs> from how the dlc model has been in place there they haven't even so... released the season pass I don't think. Yeah, no, they haven't. No, it's just it's just occasional DLC uh, with free maps. So anyway, uh, right, that was my that was my quick fire question before we went. Uh, so on behalf of Sick Note Stew, was we'll call him from now on. Uh, <laughs> he says goodbye, and uh, it's goodbye from myself. And this is where you two say goodbye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bye from me, Monkey Brad. Goodbye right. from me, Munch, and see you all next year. Uh, until 2016 we'll see you then bye bye ciao